This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. And this is Mike White, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. On location in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're at my house. Yes. Oh, dogs are barking. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. That's a real professional way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so this is a cool episode. Cool episode because I don't think I've done an episode since the end of the year 2016 That's episode. That's true. So I'm, I'm back for a spell. Yes. And then uh, it's also cool because... If you don't know our friendship history, Matt and I were roommates yes. freshman year here in Evansville. Mm-hmm. He moved back to Indy. Yes. I stayed here. And uh, so he came to visit me. Just kind of we do an annual visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw a movie last night, which we're going to talk about. Yes. And uh, we decided to do a podcast here at my house. Absolutely. And I am super excited because we were counting the number of episodes we've had in person. Mm-hmm. And like this is like the third or fourth ever. Yeah. And this is like episode 200 and like 13, 14. I don't know what yeah. the number it's going to be. Which, yeah, you say it that way, like, like we're not, we're not friends in real life, just <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but Matt and I have known each other for a long time. Right. It just, we record in separate places. So exactly. It's fun to record together. Oh yeah. No tiny though. No tiny. No today. tiny. He's, he's back home. Yep. Yep. With his little gizmo, which is his dog. Uh, I was going to say, his yeah. fiance is calls- <laughs> a little gizmo. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. Uh, we're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be a genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com. Find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com. I should probably change that because I haven't written for the blog in like two years. Uh. Um, <laughs> you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And also before I forget, uh, there is a new donate page. So if you go to obsessiveviewer.com slash donate, you'll find all the places that you can uh, support us with money, including our new T public store, which is where you can buy official obsessive viewer and anthology merchandise, as well as a Chucktober Irvington t-shirt. Um, all of the proceeds go to us to help the podcast, keep the podcast running. So again, that's obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of new stuff since I took my sabbatical from the show. Right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's better since I left, but it's, it's, it's different. It is. Since it I is. Left. And it is a sabbatical. You didn't quit. You're coming <laughs> exactly. back eventually. I mean, it's, I'm here now. It's going to happen. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're here today while your, uh, your, your, um, offspring is napping. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to like remind myself of what the subtitles were because they don't matter in this series. Yeah. They don't matter. They're yeah. all like sentences. Like, was the first one the Curse of the Black Pearl? Yes, first okay. one was Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. The, the second, second one is, is it Dead Man's Chest. Dead Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. So two of them have Dead Man. That doesn't sound right. I think that the third one I know is at world's end at world's end. And then the fourth one was on stranger tides on stranger tides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead man's chest. So okay. dead men tell no tales and yeah. dead man's chest. Yeah. 
And so when we went to the movie, yeah, which I, I invaded your movie night, you did. Well, that's okay. Well, I was, I was actually just going to say that. So okay. uh, I've said many times, I see a movie every week with my friend, Jake, we're coming up on, um, this will be seven years in the fall of doing movie nights. Uh, every night we missed, we missed one movie night of our, of our own volition. Um, and that was the, the Thursday night after the Cubs won the world series. Okay. We missed it. That, uh, that's cause fair. we just, we stayed up way too late celebrating. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I mean, the day after that, like I, you probably wouldn't have been able to concentrate on the movie. I wasn't really in the mood to see a movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was just tired and exhausted mm-hmm. and I didn't feel well cause we stayed up super late. Right. So I just like, let's not, let's not see a movie so we didn't see a movie that week but other than that we have been um trey consistent the entire time and so anyway last night we were like oh what movie should we see there's not a whole lot out at least not that we haven't seen and and really it's been a slow summer which we can we can kind of talk about later but um pirates is is kind of a series that um i have followed at least a little bit i Mm -hmm. i saw the i saw the first one um, just at home on DVD and then kind of got excited for two and three and found that they, um, the quality kind of diminished over time. It's definitely yeah. the law of diminishing returns with that series. And uh, four is, is really so forgettable that I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even remember what that movie's about, to be honest with you. Yeah. I never saw four. And that's, that was one of the things that it's kind of a, not, a pattern is emerging mm-hmm. that when I come down here and I, I see a movie with you, um, it's always or the like we see a franchise film, a franchise film that I that you didn't no follow reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we saw a Resident Evil movie, mm-hmm. and that was the only Resident Evil movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that's like a trial for my brain because like I am so focused on like watching in chronological order yeah. things. So so this Not, is good for me, right? Yeah. Not that it matters with the pirate movies. No, they, no. There is no there. There is continuity. I mean, right. and I think they respect it. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's a feature of the films. But these are certainly episodic adventures yeah. of Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. What what are they going to deal with in this episode? And right. so it's not really it's not really that big of a deal. They do True. they do tie in some things. Yeah. that I think they ignored in the fourth one. Okay, which I thought was pretty interesting. Nice. So anyway, mm. just just looking for a movie to watch yesterday. Um, and I just you know that you're going to get state of the art action set pieces yeah. with a pirates movie. It's Disney. It's huge, mm-hmm. big budget. Um, and so we kind of wanted to see it. If anything, just to hear that score oh, again. Yeah the 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 theme that main theme the pirate um main theme that everybody knows from that movie is just so fun oh yeah and i it's let's see i um it's not that i haven't seen jeff zanelli by the way is the composer of that okay of, of this one i don't know if he wrote the original theme right and let's see with me um like i've seen i've seen the first three movies and like i love that first movie the curse of the black pearl is like such a fun summer blockbuster movie um and it's just it's just it it resonates with me as a summer movie like that's that's my key to is that that's a great summer Mm -hmm. movie and beaches yeah water Ships, yeah. pirates, Kira Knightley, 
Right. Um, Klaus Bedelt, by the way, I want to give credit to the mm-hmm. composer of the original film who, who concocted that theme. Nice. Which they, they use in this one, but he, Klaus Bedelt, wrote the original theme. Nice. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I never saw On Stranger Tides. Um, I just had no interest in it because the first, I, like, I love the first movie and then the second and third, and we talked a little bit about this on the drive uh, back um, after the movie, but it's just, it was one of those things where they filmed two and three together and it, it told one story and it, it just didn't, it lacked that for me, it lacked that kind of summer spectacle magic. And it seemed more, I think maybe the reason why I liked the first one so much is the appeal of the spectacle and the adventure and everything. I mean, they were huge uh, at yeah. world's end. They had a, a ship battle mm-hmm. around a giant, was it a typhoon or a whirlpool? I mean, they looked oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. Um, but it seemed more more plot-heavy and more character-heavy, mm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is kind of an- anachronistic for me because I, I love that kind of stuff. But it just seemed more like I wanted to be more in that mood of just spectacle like I did the first one. Yeah. And then so I never saw On Stranger Tide because it just, it just didn't interest me. So would you have ever seen this movie if I didn't Probably pick not. it? Probably not. Uh, yeah, okay. I had no interest in seeing it. I was surprised that they were making, that the franchise was still going. Um, cause it's yeah, is, is, this, is this because Johnny Depp went bankrupt? Did this movie get made because Johnny Depp needed a paycheck? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't think we do some some of that kind of speculation mm-hmm. here on the podcast, but that's not really our main thing. Right. Um, unless there's just obvious things happening. You know, we know that Johnny Depp has had money problems lately. It was kind right. of a big, a big news story mm-hmm. last couple of months. Uh, and then this came out and, uh, I, I, we liked it, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I don't think it reeked of a paycheck, but, uh, mm-hmm. It, uh, the, the timing adds up to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, but this movie also didn't make bajillions of dollars. Right. Um, let's see. I'm just going through the trivia here and this is, it's something that, uh, um, it's something that's kind of interesting. We've, we've talked about doing like a topic episode related to what I'm about to say, but, um, also, this, like, according to the trivia, I'll just read it. Uh, the film was being produced as Johnny Depp was going through a bitter divorce from his wife, Amber Heard. Oh, uh, yeah. He was chronically late to the set to the point where it ate into the schedule as the set often came to a halt uh, for hours at a time. It got to the point where a production assistant was hired just to wait outside Depp's house and announce that he was awake when they saw the lights inside come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Ugh, that, that kind of... I don't like that. That sucks. Yeah, it definitely does. And that kind of brings me to a question that I want to posit here. That's like, I have a friend that I go see movies with all the time. And she's, when we saw the trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean five, uh, she had said like, well, I don't, I don't really want to see any Johnny Depp movie. Um, after what happened with him and his wife. Right. And like, and I, I get that. I totally get that. Um, and it's, that's a tricky thing. It is. And I don't know, like, does that ever factor in, like, the uh, an actor's, like, public... Sure. Public-private 
life yeah. factor into your enjoyment of it? Oh, man. You know, to be honest, I didn't think of it while we were watching the movie. Right. Uh, it is something I considered when he went through um, all that stuff. We were kind of talking last night. I, I not, not that I'm any strong activist or anything, but I, I am... Um, you know, I'm I'm vocal about domestic abuse, and yeah. and that stuff really bothers me. I think mm-hmm. I think you know athletes have a problem with it, and that mm-hmm. kind of bums me out. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't know. Like the activist part of me kind of wants to not see that what movie. Yeah. I remember, you know, a couple of years ago when Chick Fil A made their stance about yeah. gay marriage, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating Chick Fil A for a while. But then the part of me that loves really chicken, like chicken. Yeah. i know and i and i don't mean i'm sorry that i like to make a joke of it, it I, i'm sorry to make light of it because right. it's, it's not light and i and i think that's um you know i'm a, I'm a huge supporter of gay rights the gay mm-hmm. right movement and all that stuff and so right. to, to make a joke I, I i don't mean to diminish the importance of it you're but, not homophobic but <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly <laughs> 95% of every <laughs> sentence after that statement is homophobic. No. Um, uh, but anyway, it, like, I'm, I'm also just not a strong activist. I don't know. Right. <laughs> My moral compass is not very strong. So yeah. I and, like delicious things and I like, I like good movies. Yeah. I don't know. That I, maybe, maybe that makes me a bad person, but. And to be honest, your 10 to $16, how much is that really going to affect it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And yeah, the, the whole like domestic abuse thing, like, yeah, that, and yeah, I, I'm totally right there with you. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, with things like that, that's kind of, that's kind of tricky, tricky too. Like, did you hear the Bill Burr, like defense of Johnny Depp? No. Yeah. He went on like this huge rant that, which is Bill Burr's prone to do sure. on his podcast where he was like, he like explained like no this is this is not the way it happened and uh-huh. I know them and I'm really good friends with them and like I was there the night before and blah 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 mm-hmm. and yeah and I mean that I don't know I the real the other tricky thing about mm-hmm. it is and and I I don't like I cannot put anybody who has been involved in domestic abuse off the hook right. I, I I will not do that yeah but the other thing is. Sometimes they they're not guilty. I know, right? And it, yeah. and it's one of those really awkward. Yeah. What do that, you do? What do I you know. do? Like that, because it's so easy to get, uh, you know, emotional about it. Yeah. And, and want to protect these people who mm-hmm. are abused, which is yeah. important. Which is right. important. And it's, so, at what point is it like? Because you don't want to be victim shaming or victim blaming, exactly, or anything. You know, we're not like a, the we're not a political podcast, right. so I think we might be getting into that area we're a little but, bit out of our depth <laughs> but I, we are we're out of our depth but uh i i think it's a thing that that activists the don't talk about enough the 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 what if we're wrong feeling yeah. i don't know people are so they're so up in arms about fighting for a thing which is a good thing yeah but they but people 
I don't know, maybe it's the internet, I guess, yeah. have have gotten so passionate about things, they mm-hmm. refuse to take a step back and say, what if we're wrong? Right. And it's one of the things that is so important to me is to mm-hmm. always ask, what if I'm wrong? What if yeah. I, you know, it's a learning experience. Right. Life is all about asking, what if I'm wrong? It's mm-hmm. how we learn. And so these people yeah. who who are really champions for peace and, mm-hmm. and against abuse and all that stuff, yeah. th- th- because they are so often in the right and mm-hmm. so often doing the right thing i think they are training themselves to stop sitting back and thinking what if what if we're wrong about this and and it's just it's a dangerous thing yeah it's kind of part of this whole outrage culture thing where it's like you know we talked on the podcast me and tiny did a few weeks ago a few episodes ago where did you hear about the the uh chris pratt instagram controversy no it was ridiculous it was like he had posted oh, the the turn your volume up yeah. don't read this on yeah, yeah. like oh, none man. of that none of that was meant in an, no. in a malicious way or anything no and did you see his apology yes yeah. which i thought that was that was classy of him that was really good but unnecessary because that's just totally unnecessary yeah, yeah. totally and again, here's the conspiracy theorist and me mm-hmm. who is not really a fan of Chris Pratt. I, right. I think he's overexposed. I think sure. he's good. He's fine. Yeah. And he and he seems like really genuinely a great dude. Yeah. I just, I don't like the overexposure of sure. Chris Pratt. Part of me goes, ugh, here, here's them working on his nice guy image. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, yeah. it's just like, oh, geez, we don't need more of this. Yeah. And it's like in that particular circumstance like yeah that's his nice guy image and everything which any other like any other celebrity i would have been like i would have been fine if he just like didn't even address it It you know who i find super genuine though and like not afraid to say controversial not controversial (laughs) but like not afraid to alienate some people is chris evans oh really our my captain america nice I love him. Do you follow him on Twitter? I don't. He he is I don't really browse Twitter that a much. staunch, staunch liberal. Nice. Super feminist, super activist, and he's That's just awesome. the coolest dude. And so like That's you awesome. know, super anti Trump mm-hmm. um and is just not afraid. Anytime something nice. happens, not afraid to speak his mind. Nice. And I just it, it just seems so Captain America yeah. of them. I love that he's Captain America. He pisses me off a little bit because he's too perfect. Like oh. he's he's like yeah, he really ridiculously is. good looking. He he's really incredibly talented. Yeah. And yeah, it's like you like there should be a quote of the things that you can be good at and the the good yeah. the good like luck that you can have. Yeah. And he's like surpassed that quota. I have a challenge where I try to make it through the scene in Avengers two mm-hmm. where they're like cutting logs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He and Tony Stark are cutting logs. And then right. he, is that Avengers two? Is that Ultron? Yeah. yeah. That's Ultron. And he, and he rips the log in half. Oh, yeah. The challenge for me is to make it through that scene without changing my underpants. <laughs> nice. I've seen that movie seven times and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't won the challenge yet. Okay. Good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very vivid. He's so like hot. That. Yeah. He's so he awesome. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, love Chris Evans. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we kind of went off, went off the, uh, we did. I'm going to go, I'm going to go further astray here because I, because I, we took a pause, which was edited out. But, um, while you were gone, I scrolled through Facebook and there's an ad for the Power Rangers movie, Okay, which I wasn't on the podcast to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. but I am one of the few, few people who had fun with that movie. Yeah. I, I think I talked about it. Did you guys review it? 
I don't think we reviewed it. I no. saw it and I talked about it in a potpourri, I think. I had some issues with it, like, to this Can day. I just say... Go ahead. To the to the haters, to people, people don't say haters. I, I to, don't know. To everyone who hated that movie, mm-hmm. it's the fucking Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, what it, did you want? Yeah. It's... What did you expect? Right. What did people expect yeah. from Power Rangers? Yeah. It's... I don't know. It was... I don't it was it was it was a unique thing cuz it was almost like it was a gritty reboot but it I like the aspect of like it being like the breakfast club meet, mm-hmm. meets power rangers. Mm-hmm. I like that angle. Yeah. To this to this day still have no idea why Kimberly was in detention or like what that whole thing was. Well, she's too pretty. Yeah, oh yeah. She's too pretty had to uh-huh. be in detention. Mm-hmm. Um the movie was not without its faults. No, oh, yeah. The kid who played Zach, the Black Ranger, mm-hmm. and the girl who played Trainee, the mm-hmm. Yellow Ranger, were horrifically bad. Yeah. They were really terrible actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the film was not perfect, but it, it, it no. was fun. Whatever. It whatever. was still fun, yeah. Anyway, so uh, scrolling through Facebook, there is an ad for the Power Rangers movie. The, the Blu-ray and DVD comes out on mm-hmm. June 27th. Are you going to buy it? Um, I'll buy it used later oh, okay. on. Gotcha. Unless, uh, unless they find out that I was talking about it and send me a free copy. Nice. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at yeah. I am Mike white, newly uh, public Twitter. Are you uh, yeah, exactly. That? And yeah. yeah. And I will, uh, I'll DM you my address. Send me a free nice. copy of that. Yeah. Cause I, I enjoyed the stop. movie. So anyway, um, the, <laughs> the ad says some heroes don't wear capes. Watch the power Rangers. Run oh. <laughs> okay. Which is like a, like a firefighter. Yeah. That's like a slogan. Yeah. That's like, or like dads on father's day. Some heroes don't wear capes. I would like just because these literal superheroes don't have capes on their costume. (laughs) They kind of ape that slogan. Wow. For like normal people. Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Like I would have liked if they said like some heroes don't wear capes. They wear motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Right. Or something because I was a power ranger for Halloween one year as the red ranger okay and my mom did not like to buy brand name costumes she made our costumes she made a red ranger costume that's awesome and we used a plastic motorcycle helmet as my helmet that's so cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nice yeah it wasn't that great but oh yeah bless my mom's heart for nice and this was last year so pirates of the caribbean yeah Yeah. this was yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and yeah, let's go into the review of Pirates. I guess we better. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and read the plot summary on IMDb. But I mean, it's it's Pirates 5. It's, you know, um, Captain Jack Sparrow. What do we call it? Privates? Privates, yeah. yeah. Hashtag Privates. Because um, it's Pirates 5, pir- Privates. Anyway. Explaining um, it makes it more funny. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow searches for the Trident of Poseidon while being pursued by an undead sea captain and his crew. Um, this movie stars, of course, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, Javier Bardem as Captain Salazar, Jeffrey Rush re- returning as Barbosa, and then I assume newcomers to the franchise. Yeah, newcomers yeah. to the franchise, or at least, yeah. Yeah, Brenton Thwaites as Henry Turner and Kaya Scott. Delaria, oh, uh, as Karina Smith. Uh, also, no spoiler to say that Orlando Bloom 
is back as Will right. Turner. Yeah. He's in the opening scene. That's yeah. really not a spoiler. And they have like pop figures for him and stuff. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, he's in the opening scene. Um, and we will do like a spoiler-free review and then we'll dive into spoilers sure. later. Sure. Um, so we've talked about our relation to the franchise and everything. What were your, what, how did you feel going into and coming out of Privates? Um, uh, so I guess I should talk about expectations and and I gotta say they were low. We Mm -hmm. did not see this, um, day of release. Um, I, I, I'm really not kidding to say that I, I wanted to see this movie because I love that theme song so much. Like, let's go watch state of the art action scored Mm -hmm. to that really rad pirate song (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, and so expectations were low. I mean, I, I, I hoped for a good time, but mm-hmm. you know, it was whatever. Um, and leaving the theater, I, I cannot say that I was disappointed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a really fun time. I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think you'll see it on anybody's top 10 list. No. I think it's, um, I don't know. It's just a superfluous popcorn flick. I, yeah. I don't think it did anything for the series mm-hmm. or, Johnny Depp's career. Right. Um, I don't think Pirates is back. Right. But man, I, I had a really fun time. Yeah. And, and I think there are uh, a few real standouts mm-hmm. and then a few things that really didn't work in the movie. Yeah. And we'll get into that. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, I went in with no expectations either. Like I, um, <laughs> I kind of partway through the movie, I kind of regretted not like getting a drink or something cause I was kind of tired. Um, yeah. and thirsty cause I'd driven three hours down, down here. Sour Skittles didn't um, wake you up. Oh yeah, they did actually. Yeah. Shout out to Sour Skittles. Um, anyway. Um, at I am Mike White. At I am Mike White. At right. Obsessive Matt. Yeah. Or at Obsessive, Obsessive Viewer. Viewer. Yeah. Anyway, so I had no expectations. Um, and you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Like it didn't recapture my love of the first one in any way. Like it, it didn't have that feel to it for me and I did have several problems with it which we'll go into but overall I thought like this was a pretty fun movie to watch like it was I had fun watching it the big set pieces were varied and they they were consistently there was a consistent kind of I don't know if I would say wow factor but like like a huh that's neat factor yeah a lot of like you kind of chuckle at the marvel of it. Yeah. You, you don't marvel at it, but you right. chuckle at, oh, you, that, you co- cool. You at it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, and it, it was just, it was, it was a fun popcorn flick. I'll never see it again, probably. No, right. Um, I'm perfectly okay with it. If they do make a Pirate 6, probably not see it. This doesn't make me want to go back and watch the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is, this was a good two hours and nine minutes yeah. to sit in the theater. Yeah. Um, the people behind us though. Oh my gosh. They, they had the best time. They did. They really and did. I mean, part of me, their hearts. <laughs> yeah. Part of me throughout the movie was like, Oh my God, these people yeah. just laughing at the dumbest things. Yeah. But then, but then really like really I'm laughing, really laughing hard at yeah. everything. But then part of me is like, you know what? They weren't, they weren't talking. They weren't texting. No. They were watching a movie and having a good yeah. time. And for oh, them, yeah. I loved that. Yeah, I absolutely. Loved that. Um, yeah. And, and there were some aspects of it that I, I just, I, I liked a lot. And then others that I was just like, kind of just indifferent to, and even didn't like, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But my overall thoughts are that, you know, this was a fine, fine experience and, and I, I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, my question mm-hmm. 
if you were done with your thought. Yes, and I'm wondering if it's the same question I was about to pose to you, but go ahead. Oh, probably not. Okay. Because mine's kind of silly, but serious okay. question. Sure. Um, wh- did Javier Bardem film every one of his scenes underwater? <laughs> like, is the hair CGI? I would think so. I mean, he looked and moved and talked like he they did. filmed him. Like, he, have you ever seen people like in, in an in an anti gravity yeah. scene, oh, or yeah. like it's just it's, or they'll do short scenes yeah. where they obviously were filmed underwater, but True. the but the scene is not underwater. Mm-hmm. So Javier Bardem's character, mm-hmm. he is a a Spanish. Is he a pirate? No, he's kind of anti pirate. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a sea captain. captain. A yeah, sea captain, who yeah. It, it, you know his his thing was ridding the sea of, of the plague pirates. of pirates. Yeah. right of of and all pirates. A curse befalls him. Mm-hmm. Right, and so he is uh, again no spoiler, but right. he he is. Uh, one of the dead man of the titular who tell no tales. Right. Okay. So he, he is dead and his, and his crew are, they're ghosts. They're all yeah. ghosts. And Which, yeah, I was just going to say incredible special effects. Incredible special effects. Yeah, incredible incredible special effects. Special effects. It reminded me of like Barbosa's crew in the first movie. Yes. And it kind of had that kind of, I, w- I want to say nostalgia to it, but it kind of had that, that, that uh, connection to it to me. Sure. Or like actually scary. I thought, I mean, I would not, I would not take a five-year-old to this movie. No, it's pretty scary. Some of the scenes where they're like, so, um, Salazar, Javier Bardem's character Mm -hmm. is captain Salazar. Um, his, his ship kind of likes to destroy other ships. And Mm -hmm. so he and his crew will kind of hover over, uh, another ship yeah. and, and jump like down transforms. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it like com- a transformer. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> so he and his crew will like jump down onto another ship mm-hmm. and it has that really cool, like theatrical thud you hear mm-hmm. when they, when they land and there's a hiss and they, mm-hmm. they yeah. add a, they add a growl to his voice mm-hmm. in post. Um, and I, I, for, he was the feet, the, the feature presentation of that movie. I yeah. thought he, he was the best part about it. And I just want his hair flows and his just, his, his mouth kind of moved mm-hmm. strangely and he moved straight. His, and it's his like, coat. His, it's like his face is like, just like disconnected from his head. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a cool effect. Yeah, it is. And I wouldn't so, be surprised if he, like he had a bald cap and they, they just put in the hair stuff. Just all CGI. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, though. Yeah. It, it honestly looked like he was underwater. Yeah, I oh, don't yeah. know. I, I mean, who knows? That's that's the magic of movies, right? I don't, don't you love that? That there still is magic to special effects like oh, that. Oh, absolutely! Like we can still, even today, mm-hmm. say, "How did they do that?" And of course, do, yeah. it's Disney, right? Disney yeah. doing it, but it's like, and it's not like it's not like in Transformers. Granted, I haven't seen anything past transformers too but it's not like a it's not like a let's throw as many pixels as we can on the screen and just fill it and everything you never saw transformers no really transformers transformers yeah i never did yeah guys i think we got a transformer (laughs) where did the bees go where did the bumblebee go (laughs) (laughs) i still like i have no interest in and far less not even worth hate watching yeah that's terrible that's what i heard but um so anyway, anyway, special effects in the movie were incredible. Another thing I loved, um I don't know, I'm not really like a sound guy, but lately mm-hmm. I, I've been paying attention to a lot of sounds. Sure. The the sound of planks of wood mm-hmm. 
as a ship would come to life yes. or run into another ship like or explode. Yeah, like a yeah. It was awesome. Very cool. It was really awesome. Oh, yeah. There's a point where um, Jack Sparrow's ship, the ship that he is is driving around, kind of mm-hmm. comes out of the water. And just the sound yeah. of the sails and the yeah. wood kind of creaking and <laughs> duk, 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 duk. Yeah. It's really, Very cool really sound cool design. sound effects. Yeah. 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 And that, that definitely, I definitely noticed that as well. It was, it was definitely cool. Um, so the movie opens, um, and yeah, sorry, let's talk about the characters. Sure. Um, Henry and Karina. Yes. Yeah. How did I, I felt nothing for them. Me too. Like they were such bland characters, which is weird because part of me was like the, the, Pirates 4 is mm-hmm. is Jack Sparrow's movie right. by far. This one didn't really feel like the, just the Jack Sparrow yeah, show. It really cool. felt like they were trying to focus on these two characters, mm-hmm. which just weren't very interesting. The, and I think the problem that I had with it is that the introduction to both characters are just like they don't they don't they don't have anything substantial to them. Like we like we follow Henry because he's um because he's Orlando Bloom's character's Will Turner's uh, son. Right. So the like, picture opens and we yeah. we meet this young boy who is mm-hmm. kinda sailing rowing out to sea. Right. Um he goes down to the depths of the ocean yeah. to find his father's ship, the mm-hmm. Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. And if you remember from At World's End, uh his this Will Turner, Orlando Bloom's character, was kinda cursed right. to the sea for eternity and he could yeah. only come to shore every uh, some random interval yeah. of time. Yeah. I don't even remember. And so his son goes to the depths of the ocean to find him. And he mm-hmm. says, father, I know of a way to break this curse, right. which is just another deus ex machina that yeah. this film is lousy with of right. curses and how to break <laughs> the whole franchise is lousy with, Yeah, you know, how, like what is the lucky rabbit's foot right. that we're going to get to save the day this time? Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, he says, father, we find, we need to find Poseidon's trident mm-hmm. and I can break the curse. And Orlando yeah. Bloom is like, no, it's impossible. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Go back to your mother. Yeah. Fast forward, whatever. Nine 10 years, years later, nine years. That's yeah. right. That's right. And he is, uh, He's a man, and he mm-hmm. is trying to find the trident. Yeah, and that's all of the development we get for him, mm-hmm. really. Yep. And then even worse is what's her name? Uh, Karina mm-hmm. is just like she's introduced as like she's in jail and suspected of being a witch, and she says she's a woman of science, and that's basic. That's everything we know about her. That's yeah. that's all the development we get. Yeah. And then I felt like the, um, and we can expand on this in spoilers, but like the. Uh, the relationship or connection between Henry and Karina was like there was nothing. Yep, nothing at all. Yeah, uh, the the crux really their adventure is that they're both searching for their father for for different yeah. reasons. They both want this trident, mm-hmm. or Henry wants the trident. She yeah. wants the mystery that this mm-hmm. trident holds. Yeah, or something like that. And so both of them are orphans so right. to speak both of them trying to find their father yeah. and so in her her arc in that respect was felt so lazily slapped, to, uh, Absolutely. slapped together especially the resolution yeah which we'll get oh, into yeah. in the spoiler we will section. definitely get into that um but I, I i get we didn't talk about it but the feeling i get from you is that 
you rolled your eyes a little bit like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It felt it felt just slapped together. Yeah. So we meet Henry. We meet her. I, they weren't bad introductions to the character, right. but really not a strong enough hook. Yeah. We didn't learn enough. About like. Them. I would be, I would be perfectly obviously I'm not I don't have any allegiances to the franchise or anything mm-hmm. but I'd be perfectly fine if this is the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie to ever sure. be made sure like yeah and I kind of feel like part of the intention of those characters is to start a new like like start a new era of the of the franchise they were the new will and yeah maybe but whatever care not the movie characters. didn't do too well no. in the states I think right now it's number ten in 2017. I think it right. made like 153 million domestically, which is not a lot in right. 2017. It is doing much better globally. Oh, I think yeah. it's the number four in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, uh, worldwide. Right. But in the states, which really, I mean, I guess they they care about the other places. I don't mean yeah. to sound so so uh, so American right. biased, but. No. Uh, I'm not American biased, but yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> no, but like those it, it overseas did not numbers do, well do here. yeah, yeah, it did and those not do overseas well. numbers do matter. They do, like they, they. I mean, you could argue sometimes, you know, foreign box office like China, the the numbers in China like are maybe bigger than they save franchises. Yeah, yeah they save yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we we get those characters, and then something else that I thought was strange was I got the feeling. In the introduction of Henry Turner and and Karina, that Jack Sparrow was like this myth that no one yeah. had seen for decades. Yeah, he really was. And that right? doesn't. And then his crash. introduction is really just here he is again on yeah. another adventure. Huh. He he and his really minimalist crew mm-hmm. uh, of his uh, landlocked ship are trying to rob a bank. And there's yeah. a funny bit about, you know, the bank owner is like this, the impenetrable safe has yeah. never been blah, blah, blah. And they, they steal yeah. the safe in a, in a big, uh, fast and furious S. Yes. Yes. Uh, heist. How did you feel about that set piece? Well executed. Mm-hmm. But, um, so reminiscent of Fast Five yeah. that I, I, I don't know. It wasn't special. That's true. Yeah. They did cue up that music a couple yeah. times and I got chills. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just such a good score. Really I can't is. say this. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a great score. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that set piece went on a little long. It did. It was very, it was, there was a contrast to it that, like the idea of it's really, pretty pretty fun and it's mm-hmm. fun to watch for mm-hmm. a while and then you get that contrast with the kind of big heist aspect of it and then you have jack sparrow doing his jack sparrow thing where he's just kind of stumbling into you know um stumbling into following it and and, and you know stumbling into success essentially right, right. and like that or failure <laughs> or failure yeah. yeah and it's just kind of I don't know. It just, it kind of felt a little like, okay, this is, this is pirates. This isn't anything too special. Right. Um, even though the actual like big scope of it is, is fairly special for the pirates franchise right. that I remember. Um, so we are reintroduced to Jack Sparrow. We kind of mm-hmm. get our, our principal characters and then we kind of flash back to we, the movie kind of yeah. flashback to not flashback time wise, right. but we, we cut back to, uh, an adult, Henry Turner yeah. uh, and his ship 
goes into it, the Bermuda Triangle. It's is that like, what they're trying to? I I don't say? know if it. Yeah, I it's think like the triangle was, from which no one returns. Or yeah, something on, it, it on was the called map. like the Devil's Triangle. Devil's Triangle. Yeah, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Yeah. I mean, is yeah, that that's what basically the yeah where uh, Javier Bardem's Captain Saladovsar, his his ship of ghosts is there. Mm-hmm. He destroys the ship that. Uh, Henry Turner is on. Yeah. They leave one man alive. Henry happens to be right. this man and says, "Go tell this legend." Right. Go tell Jack Sparrow I'm coming for him. Mm-hmm. People are gonna die. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a story. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Um. And so events happen, and they meet up. They. We're running they, from yeah. Barbosa comes back. Yeah. People are trying to get this trident. It felt a little a little overloaded with with characters all Definitely. It didn't feel like they it didn't feel like they um uh converged well. No. Like you get Barbosa comes up and it's like, okay, well he, now his motivation is to do this and it's like it was a lot of like like I was kind of bored mentally just mm-hmm. tracking everything and following mm-hmm. everything it just mm-hmm. felt like way too much and i i do like that they brought back barbosa i guess yeah i i don't know barbosa's arc from the first one i don't know but he yeah. in in this movie he's uh he's like a wealthy pirate yeah he, he owns a fleet of ships yeah he's like the king of the pirates the king of the pirates yeah he's he then, does well for himself yeah um and so javier Bardem Salazar, I just call him Salazar, yeah. is is back mm-hmm. and he's destroying ships and he destroys yeah. a couple of uh, Barbosa, Jeffrey Rush, right. his ships, and uh, Jeffrey Rush says, "No, no, no, no." Right. And then uh, they meet up and and yeah. make a make a truce to mm-hmm. find uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a fine movie. Like we said, it's, sure. it's fine enough. It just felt too, too, too overloaded with stuff. Like there were times where I was like, kind of not necessarily checking my, checking the time. Like there was one point where I checked the time. I was like, we're only an hour into this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if it was like a two and a half hour movie or mm-hmm. if it was two hours and a little bit of change. Luckily there are generous portions of action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it really ground to a halt between set pieces. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which weren't often and weren't long. Really, right. they weren't long. Uh, not frustratingly long, but right. uh, a, a minute longer in any of them. And I would have grown pretty impatient yeah. with some of the mm-hmm. some of the slower parts. Yeah. Because we don't have that fun character dynamic because the, cause the, the newcomers are so bland. Right. And and so is Jack Sparrow in this. He, he is like it's he doesn't have the he he um he has lost the moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. There is no, you know, in the first one, first one especially, and I think the original trilogy. Yeah. He's kind of this dastardly pirate. He's kind yeah. of a bad guy with a heart of gold. Yeah. yeah. He's he's just the hero mm-hmm. here. He's just yeah. a good guy. He's just drunk. Right. And that's and that's why the second movie works fairly well from my memory of it, because you have that, that arc where you don't know if you can trust him or anything. Right. And he does like a whole sacrifice thing at the end mm-hmm. to, for the cliffhanger for the third one. Like that works. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like here, like you said, he's just, he's just captain Jack, the drunk uh, pirate that is the hero of the, 
the piece. So much so, so, so gone is the 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 villainy mm-hmm. right so gone is the dastardly aspect yeah. of jack sparrow that we actually get his origin story yeah and he's a full-on fresh-faced do-gooder hero yeah in the flashback which That's was the true. scene i really liked he, I he it's 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 not just jack sparrow's origin i mean mm-hmm. it is that but right. um it's also how it's salazar the, yeah uh, uh, died right (laughs) it's the it's the it's an exposition dump in the middle of the movie absolutely absolutely Uh, and so there's a cool bit of um ship sailing thing that happens which i actually enjoyed very much i thought that was really cool uh and you and you kind of see jack sparrow become captain of his ship Mm -hmm. um they they de-age johnny depp yes which i was going to mention that i thought like i was trying to I was trying to ascertain whether they had de-aged him or just hired someone who looked just like him and was like a brilliant actor and imitating. Again, it's the the movie magic, which I think is so cool. Oh yeah. That we have to think, how did they do that? Yeah. And this is the first time that they've done something like that where I'm like, where I, I couldn't tell it wasn't uncanny Valley. Yeah. And I, I'm so appreciative of that because like rogue one, um, civil war, like all the times that I've seen this, it's like, it's like, it's like almost perfect, but just not. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a little bit weird. And I mean, people celebrate those, maybe not rogue one, but they celebrated civil war. And I'm like, it's, it looked, it looked bad. It does. It looks yeah. awkward. I, yeah. I'm a little more forgiving than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the rogue one thing was cool. In fact, mm-hmm. um, when I saw it with Jake, he didn't know. Really? He didn't know. I turned to him and I was like, how cool is this? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I might have I, said this when we reviewed Rogue I think One. So. I think I did. Yeah. Um, but I was like, that's Peter Cushing, who is right. dead. Right. Right. My <laughs> issue with that was just that, like, he had an arc, he had he had dialogue, and just felt awkward. Yeah. It's the mouths. Yeah. It's always in the mouths. Mm-hmm. Which is to say, if we could <laughs> get back on track Ooh, to yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, pirates, mm-hmm. that that is the that is the cheat for me. Like when I can detect the cheat in their mouths and even this, um, this really shining example of whatever they did to, to Jack Sparrow in this, his mouth was odd. So even if they did find, I I think it's a blend of CGI and, and a, a a younger actor that looks like him because the eyes are great. The face Mm -hmm. shape is great. Um, but they use Johnny Depp's, voice certainly mm-hmm. obviously of course yeah. they do um but I, I also think they used his lips because there are uh, the few lines he has he kind of does the, the the johnny Depp kind of draw with his right with his lips out a little bit and uh <laughs> that that impression really devolved quickly yeah, <laughs> like at first i was like hey can i do a johnny Depp?" and then it got <laughs> terrible i wasn't gonna say anything because i'm in your house but sure. but yeah um <laughs> cool looking yeah and, but still odd it's odd that they it's it's odd that they can do that it's yeah. cool that they can do it yeah. but it's odd and they didn't overuse it either which i i i like that mm-hmm. um they, probably because they didn't have the budget sure. <laughs> like they didn't have the that money allocated for that sure. but um but yeah the set pieces were good just the the story beats were a little a little trying 
to mm-hmm. to to view mm-hmm. or to to kind of follow, I guess. Not mm-hmm. that it was too complex or anything, just dry um, and kind of boring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we talk about in non spoiler? Well, um, I think this. I think the movie was a victim of. It happens a lot with big action movies of um, kind of kind of too much going on on okay. one screen. Yeah, that, that kind of like really every big budget big budget action flick kind of falls victim to this at yeah. some point where there's so much action mm-hmm. that the, the scene gets on. muddled. Yeah. Right, and, and I can't quite tell what's going on. And it's really hard to track. Like, yeah, it's really hard to track what's going on. Yeah. Also, there's thing- a scene where. Sorry to. Oh, sorry no, no, to you're fine. There's a scene where, um, kind of toward the end, one of the one of the, the like the kickoff of the third act when they're headed toward the the island with the trident and mm-hmm. the two ships are warring, uh, the ship that yeah. Captain Jack is on, and then there's uh, Salazar's ghost ship, mm-hmm. and they're kind of warring back and forth, and. And Jack Sparrow is kind of jumping back and forth between the ships yeah, and, and like the using cannons. the cannons as yeah. as steps, which looked great. Yeah. But it's but it's dark, mm-hmm. uh, so not well lit and rainy, mm-hmm. and so part of the ship comes alive and attacks Jack Sparrow, as right. does Salazar. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble not just telling the difference between Salazar and the the thing, the, the thing. statue or whatever, yeah. but also Jack. Mm-hmm. So like things would happen. I'd be like, what? what? Yeah. And maybe cause my left contact got a little dry. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that, I, that I lost <laughs> my place a little bit. Yeah. But that kind of stuff, especially at night mm-hmm. and, and was just cut, 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 cut. Yeah. And that also, I lose my way a little bit. Yeah. And also it's a very finite space for that. So they had to kind of go back and forth and back and forth. And mm-hmm. it kind of felt like a little disorienting cause we saw the same place from different angles and stuff right. and it's just it's really hard to keep track of of the space that they're working in right because not only are the tight shots obviously mm-hmm. difficult to discern because they're right. tight but even the wide shots mm-hmm. in such a confined area yeah get muddled oh yeah because most of the space on the left and right is just the ship it's ship exactly and it's just you're pointing into just a narrow yep. passageway in between yep. and yeah um and then that, that's another thing that i kind of thought was missing from the movie was that like that first movie it's so much fun to see them do sword fights and Mm -hmm. and to do all of these cool choreography based sword fighting things and then like even like one of the faults of the first movie is that they're they're going so to such extremes to to fight these to do have sword fights with these these creatures that can't be killed and it's kind of like it's kind of like okay this is silly because why not just you know there's no way to win this this battle yeah right but like like i felt like there was that was missing from this movie Mm -hmm. because there wasn't like any big like sword fight battle or anything there was no swashbuckling swashbuckling that's what i was thinking of Yeah. yeah there wasn't and i mean maybe because it's the fifth movie and you know i'm sure if i had watched the uh, previous four movies in preparation for this, I would be like, okay, well, I don't, I didn't need that. Right. But like coming in fresh without having seen a pirates movie in years, um, I kind of thought that that was missing. Cause that was one yeah. of the coolest parts of it. It was just yeah. the fluidity of it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it would have felt, yeah, I, I agree with you that 
some more swashbuckling would have worked. Yeah. But I think um, kind of one of the complaints I had was that the the pirates were so nameless and faceless, yeah. and there were so many of them yeah. that oftentimes I f- like I couldn't tell which crew yeah. they were a part of. Like at one like, point, there are some guys hanging upside down, and Salazar is just killing right. pirates left and right. Mm-hmm. And these two pirates talk to each other, and I'm like, weren't those Jack Sparrow's guys? And yeah. then they cut. And it's part of Barbosa's crew. Right. And I can't tell if they got together, because at one point they did, mm-hmm. or it was just very, like, they expected you to keep up with these really ancillary yeah. characters. Yeah, a lot of them are returning characters and stuff, so I think, because, mm-hmm. like, the first movie has oh, a lot yeah. of Johnny Depp's crew and stuff, right. but, like, um, but, yeah, I had the same thing. Like, I recognized the main guy of, of Johnny Depp's crew, or of Captain Captain Jack's crew uh-huh. but like the only other like him and a couple other of the other guys but like the rest of them like i just know i just knew one because he's he's played by stephen graham and he played al capone in boardwalk empire that's the sure. only reason i knew i could keep track of that character um it was kind of the same with with barbosa's crew because we only get like two characters that we actually that are not even named but that have speaking roles essentially mm-hmm. so like when you have like a scene where Salazar is like, like you said, killing off like the the pirates. It's like, okay, these are just these are just background. These are extras. Totally, it's it's yeah, they are they are like yeah. a half a step above an extra. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it spoilery to talk about the cameo? Because um, I'm pretty sure it was announced. I didn't. I think know I've that seen it was pictures. Announced. Yeah. Uh, I never caught on that it was announced, so maybe we can just save it for spoilers okay. just in case. We can do that. Yeah. Um, we can kind of start wrapping up the non-spoiler because I'm running out of things. Sure, <laughs> sure. So I guess my last thing is, I guess, I guess we will wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. My, my, my favorite part of the movie was Salazar. I loved Javier yeah. Bardem and people celebrate mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's voice. Right. Like he's got the, I, I would listen to Javier Bardem talk he forever. Had, he had that like, gravely voice like it sounded like like it sounded like he just had like like something in his mouth the mm-hmm. whole time and that's it's just he at times he was doing like his no country for old men mm-hmm. kind of voice right yeah. really that low villainous thing mm-hmm. and they added stuff to that voice oh, i yeah. mean clearly it's a it, there's uh there are effects right. on that voice. I mean, it, it had an air to it. There was a mm-hmm. there was a reverb. It was ghosty. Mm-hmm. And he was growl. threatening. He was very absolutely, intense. Yeah. absolutely. Um, but man, his voice, his voice is so awesome. Right. I love, I love Javier Bardem. Me too. Does he narrate any audiobooks? That would be amazing. Oh, I think. So. I don't know if he. I don't know if he narrates a specific book, but I think there's like episodes. You know how Audible does kind of episodes of things. Yeah. By the way, Audible, I love Audible. We're both right. Audible subscribers. Yes. Uh, hit us up at I am Mike White at Obsessive yeah. Viewer on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'll take a free credit. It's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I've been right. a fan for two years now. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think he's done like celebrity uh, episodes of something. Okay. I don't know. Lincoln on the Bardo. Have you heard of that book? No. Um, is it David Saunders? Something Saunders. George Saunders. Sure. I don't know. He, he's a, he was a short story writer, wrote his first novel. It's very celebrated. P- people called it one of the best of 2016. Okay. And there are like m- multiple characters in this book and they, and a lot of celebrities, um, did, did voices on okay. it. So 
some reason. Oh yeah, I feel I like Javier Bardem is on it, but I, I could be wrong. I just looked it up because I can because I can browse the. Uh, yeah, I can browse the Audible store. On Apple Android. iPhone does not allow you to purchase on Audible. Yeah, and I was lamenting that to Matt earlier today. And he didn't know yeah. what I was talking about because he can do it on his totally. Android. Yeah, George Saunders. It's Lincoln George and Lombardo. Saunders, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see Javier Bardem's, but it says full cast. So I don't know. It's like Nick Offerman, David Sedaris, George Saunders, Carrie Brownstein, uh, Miranda July, Lena Dunham. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, he's um, great. Yeah, nice. Um, so my question to posit to you as we kind of wind down the sure. non-spoiler review um, is did your enjoyment, do you feel like your enjoyment of this movie, because even with its problems, we, we did speak pretty highly of yeah. it. Yeah. It was is really that, fun. Yeah. It was a really fun movie. Is that, is that because it was a fun movie or is that because this summer so far has been kind of a kind of a stinker no i think that's a really good question um and it's kind of one of the things we talked about beforehand is yeah. my friend jake and i who we really need to get on this podcast oh absolutely I talk about him so much yeah on the podcast he's, he's <laughs> kind of like this side character right does he really exist <laughs> kind of like tiny felt about me before exactly. we met in person. um <laughs> one of the things we've said is we have we have become very forgiving of mm-hmm. some really bad movies lately. Yeah. We see so many. We see so much garbage mm-hmm. that really movies that I would give a C to, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm saying are good. Yeah. Like I'm having fun with. The, the best example I mentioned earlier, we saw Power Rangers with a group of friends mm-hmm. and uh, everyone hated it like mm. eye rolling groans throughout the whole movie yeah. and halfway through jake and i looked at each other and we're like this is fun like yeah. we like this movie and when the movie was over we we thought a lot of it was cool i mean it was like um we're very forgiving to some movies so yeah. to your to your question maybe i'm being a little forgiving um but i but like i said i i think it met my expectations Right. right. If that's and my that's, gauge for the film. Yeah. And that's another thing. Going in with such low expectations, like, I mean, it's going to be hard to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think, I, I don't think my, I don't think my review is unfair or biased. Right. I think, um, I, I think it is not a special movie. Right. Um, it's not a different movie. It's not an amazing movie. Right. But if you want to see a fun popcorn flick in mm-hmm. the summer, you might as well see this movie because there's right. not much else out there. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, we're only in June, so. Yeah, summer started yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, never <laughs> mind. Was, yeah, which was also the four-year anniversary of this little podcast here. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so did you find yourself like comparing pirates at all with any of the other movies you've seen this summer did that even oh, hit your radar short answer no okay um as of right now how would you compare it with your summer well if we're saying summer started when school let out I, i'm right. a teacher if you're not a listener of this podcast mm-hmm. I, I teach and so he's just really into school schedules. I, yeah, yeah. I can t- it's kind of as creepy. an adult i follow school set- schedules <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it's 
Oh God! It's the movie of the summer so far. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Um, Interesting. We were really disappointed with it comes at night. Oh really? Yeah. That's I haven't seen that yet. I guess I didn't get it. Maybe okay. maybe I'll maybe we'll talk about it after you've seen it, or maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the year podcast. Yeah. It. Uh, huh. I, there's there's no time for it here, but right. It, it uh, see it. It's worth seeing. It's very well constructed. It's very well constructed. I've but, heard the trailer is very misleading. Oh my word! Yes. <laughs> Let me. Uh, well, no, it's kind of a spoiler. Okay, it's a spoiler to say. Gotcha. No, I think it's been in reviews. Okay. Um, it doesn't come. Okay. Does it at night, though? There is night. Okay. But it doesn't come. Really? Something, something, something comes at night. Okay. <laughs> okay? The it is not what you think. The sure. it is not what the trailers um, would have you believe. Purport it to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so I guess a better question is like, which was better, this or Wonder Woman? Right. Which you saw last week. Which I saw last week. Yeah. I guess Wonder Woman. I guess okay. Wonder Woman was better. Yeah. Also not phenomenal. But right. You were kind enough. of. How about Guardians? Was that this summer? When did Guardians? Come uh, out? it came out the weekend of May seventh. I was still in school. Okay, so that doesn't count. So that technically doesn't count. Yeah. But yeah, Guardians was was better. Guardians was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Oh, I loved I it. I don't know why. I can't. I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I do not sing the praises of Guardians of the Galaxy as loud as everyone else. Like as a franchise. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Because it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I think Honest Trailers hit it on the head when it's it's Space Avengers. It is Space Avengers, yeah. and and for me, the fun of comic book movies mm-hmm. is very potpourri of us. Oh, yeah. For me, the fun of comic book movies is seeing comic book characters that I like on the big screen. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so one of my complaints about the first Avengers, which we talked about Not when enough it came Easter out, eggs. is there aren't enough Easter eggs for right. fans of the comic books. It's a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. But I was a little let down because there weren't enough Easter eggs. Sure. And so while I think Guardians of the Galaxy was great, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone thinks it was great. It's yeah. a celebrated film, as was the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And you know what else? If you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, oh, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay. Nobody cared about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Nobody. prior to the movie. Prior to the movie. Okay, yeah. Nobody read Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. In fact... This is not the same Guardians of the Galaxy as was in the original comic. Right. So if you were a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy forever, these are not your Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And then, of course, some of you are saying, oh, that's not true. These characters were in the reboot of the Guardians of the Galaxy that came out in 2012, whatever it was, 2013. <laughs> well, they made that reboot because they were making this movie. Yeah. Okay? And there were maybe a year's worth of issues before the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out. So, no, you were not a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy before Guardians the galaxy came out nobody was mm-hmm. now if you enjoyed the film regardless that's awesome you found a way that i couldn't right right it's great i had fun it's it's a really yeah. awesome awesome movie sure but they were not characters that i read in comic books that right. i was excited to see on the screen sure so yeah i don't know yeah and that that makes sense uh now let's let's really quickly transition to this I hated Civil War because it didn't follow the comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
I'm sure. Just being a dick. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. Civil War. Oh, me too. That's yeah. great. It's freaking awesome. I still think Winter Soldier is the best. Yeah, I would agree. Of them all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our non-spoiler review of Pirates mm-hmm. 5. Um, we liked it. Probably won't see it again. If not... What's the obsessive viewer scale rating scale? We don't really have one. Don't you? Anymore. No. You? You don't used use to on the blog. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody buys DVDs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's becoming more like technology is changing so often. Like it would have to be like buy, buy a digital copy on Amazon. On, on Watch iTunes. it on, I'll say Amazon. Sure. With your 12 year old. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's that's the review. Watch yeah. this movie with your 12-year-old. Sure. If you don't have a 12-year-old, go find one. Sure. Um, you could just snatch one up. Yeah. Hit up Mike for all of the uh, school scheduling and stuff, <laughs> oh since he God. follows it so much. <laughs> no. Cut that out. <laughs> that's too creepy. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Too creepy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, anyway, Anyways, so spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney yeah. plays Jack Sparrow's uncle, Jackie? Did he call him Jackie? I think. Jack? I don't know. But um, but yeah, you had to point that out to me because I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I forgot that he was going to be in it. But as soon as they, as soon as like Johnny Depp stopped and kind of did one of those like the movie stops because here's a cameo moment. Yeah. Like, you know, when you can feel that happen in a oh, movie, yeah. like this guy has his back to the camera and it's right. like, Oh, here we go with a cameo. Yeah. As soon as that happened, I was like, Oh yeah, Paul McCartney is going to be in this. Right. He was good. He was good. He sounded yeah. like a pirate from Liverpool. Yeah. And they didn't overdo it. No, it was, it was, it was, it was a good, well-timed thing. It was thing. very cute and interesting. Yeah. Enough. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't detract from the movie. It didn't mm-hmm. slow anything down. It was no. it was it was a good a good cameo. He was in prison, mm-hmm. uh, and as Jack Sparrow was being led out to the gallows, mm-hmm. uh, he kind of stopped and said, "Hey, there's my uncle, Paul yeah. McCartney." Right. <clears throat> and that that whole sequence that like him being sent to the gallows like i i liked that because it, it did harken back to the that original movie yes um, with, the, with the guillotine blade yeah. coming up and down yeah that was very cool. like tense and silly yeah at the oh same yeah time, which is which is what the originals were right built on yeah is that is that tension and silliness mm-hmm. and the little swashbuckling we get in the movie is contained in there mm-hmm. and it's it's it was cool it was it was cool and i like that there was a that surprise that his old crew was there to save him and that Henry was just doing a diversion uh-huh. was, was, was just the diversion of it. And I like the, the kind of, um, heightened tension of there being two people to save yeah. in that scenario. Like I, I thought that was a well done thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, 
a lot of the a lot of the set pieces didn't necessarily wow me or anything, but they were they were fine. fine they were enough. good. Yeah. And like they they were varied enough throughout the movie that I was okay with it. Yeah. Um so the end of the movie Yes. Uh they find Poseidon's trident. Mm-hmm. They have to divide it, so they break it. Yeah. To Which I thought that was so silly. Like <sighs> there was like the whole uh to something you have to divide. It's like what does that mean? Yeah. It's just, it felt so... It's lazy. Lazy. It's lazy. Lazy's the clue problems. is lazy. Yeah. yeah. So they break the staff and all of the curses on the sea are yeah. broken. Which which is a little much because I'm sure yeah. some of those curses like are a good thing. Yeah, probably. I, and I kept thinking, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like I like to think like, think of like my one thing to say after the movie. And I didn't get a chance to say say it last night, but um, I just imagine like Orlando Bloom, that end scene where he comes up, like just going up to Henry and being like, I could have fucking drowned you, dick. Like, <laughs> like, really? You couldn't give me a heads up? Well, and also, didn't it take a couple weeks to sail there? What was Orlando Bloom doing? Yeah. For a little while? Right? Anyway. Yeah. So the movie ends and, and Henry is at the area where mm. orlando bloom's character will his father comes yeah. back and there's a big reuniting and mm-hmm. they they hug and he goes yeah. I, I i finally understand the what is it like what i'm chasing for or i know that that treasure or something like something that. I don't yeah know. and I don't it, and kira knightley comes over the hill yeah big, how much do you th- how how hard do you think the negotiations were to get her to come back well i because i feel like she doesn't want any part of it yeah, but who is she to negotiate? And that's true. Right? That's true. Yeah. Like, we pretend like she's a big deal, but... Right. But I, and, that, and that's very true. I just thought, for some reason, I just thought, like, it's... It, that must have been a hassle. Like, I kind of She's in it for two minutes. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes. I mean, Orlando Bloom's in it for four minutes. Right. But he bookended the film. Yeah. Did that work for you? The two of them reuniting? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Will and Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fine. It's cute. Um, yeah. 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 It, it brought closure to the series. That's why I thought, like, this could be the last if one. If it ends, that'd be nice. And this, this is a great bookend to it. And or this is a great end to the, the whole saga. And we also get, like, Jack back on the Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. He's got his crew. He's, you know, that's good closure for that character as well. Yep, yep, yep. Final spoiler. Mm-hmm. So, Karina... If you don't remember who that is, right. it's because she is not that valuable of a character, right. uh, you know, the lead actress in the film, yeah. uh, <laughs> her arc is resolved when we find that Barbosa is her father. Yes. And it's very clumsy and, and just super clumsy. Yeah. It's, and it comes it, so late in the movie. It does. And there, that notebook that she had. Mm-hmm. Did she fill in all those pages with her notes, or did Barbosa know how to find the trident th- and didn't for twenty years? I think she filled some stuff in because I think there was a scene where she was filling in okay. the notebook a yeah, little I bit. Guess which she did. Doesn't really make much sense to me. If he had the the gem, yeah. So to get the trident, they had to fill in this like ruby red crystal to this yeah. on this island little hackney yeah and the only way like there was a whole big to do about how like you it's the map that no man can read right 
and like it's just it's just constellations and and following the stars but like she uses the ruby to read the cover that has that really really yeah. lazy just clue. a mountain yeah like it's over yeah. it's just it was weird having said that though the when they get to the island and all of the rubies and stuff it's there supposed to be a reflection of the sky yeah stunning that shot where the, it's like an overhead shot where they're walking it's like and it looks like they're walking in, in yes. space like i was like that's that's that really was cool. really cool looking yeah and uh why why didn't barbosa just look for the trident i don't yeah. know i guess he couldn't find the island then how did he get I that guess. ruby piece yeah maybe is it supposed to be that galileo had it and put it on there i guess so yeah yeah that was his notebook wasn't it yeah okay and he was never able to read it i see right okay all right it's well, yeah and i, I mean that's that. it's okay whatever ah, but right yeah um and yeah the final fight like when when salazar gets a hold of the trident i thought like oh maybe aquaman will be kind of cool um <laughs> That's about the extent of my investment in it. It won't. Oh, I'm sure it won't. No. Yeah. I would love to not see that movie. Really? Yeah. You just not a fan of is that is that coming from a place of not being a fan or interest in Aquaman or DC Extended Universe or both? Both. Gotcha. Both. Yeah. Yep. I also don't watch Game of Thrones, so Jason Momoa right. I don't care. Yeah. I know a lot of people are just excited that he is Right. Aquaman. I don't care about that either. Yeah. Yep. God, those movies are so terrible. Yeah. Batman yeah. vs. Superman is so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's so terrible. We already talked about that. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, and I mean, there's really not much else to talk about in spoilers I can think of or no. that I feel like talking about. It's just, it's, it's. That's it, privates. Yeah. Yeah. That's privates. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just, it is what it is. I had fun, but I'm, again, not going to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good um, enough. yeah. And I hope if there is if there is a um a sequel to it or anything and they try to I would like to see them try to make like those new characters, the central characters of it cuz there was like nothing there. Oof. Yeah. No, like, not at all. Like the and they have to have like obviously it's a it's a summer blockbuster. They have to have the romantic tension and everything. Mm-hmm. There was no romantic tension. Like No. Jack Sparrow just says like, "Oh, you know, you've got that itch that can't be scratched or whatever." Yeah. And then like, and then like, that's one line. And then at the end, he's just like, "Oh, I think Captain Jack was right. I do have that itch." Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and it was it was great for a second because when he goes to kiss her and she slaps him, I'm like, "That's great. That's playing with the convention. Mm -hmm. That's that's subverting our expectations." And then that lasts a second, and then they start making out. I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah. So. Whatever. Yeah, that that bummed me out a little bit. Um, yeah, so that that's our review of Pirates Five. Anything else to say about it? I don't think so. Okay, fine enough. Yeah, fine enough. Yep. Um, yeah, and if there is a Pirate Six, then we could call it Pricks. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Privates and Pricks. Pirates, pricks. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you want to do some potpourri? We can. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So for those first time listeners, potpourri is a section of the podcast where we talk about anything we've watched or anything we're looking forward to, anything that we want, as long as it smells good. And Mike. Yeah. I wanted to bring this up. We talked about it in the car. Yeah. 
And we've talked about this on the podcast for months now, and I'm sure people are sick and tired of it, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> the Dark Tower trailer. Yeah. You have never read Dark Tower. You're not really a Stephen King fan. Well, um, careful. Uh, careful. What I have said mm-hmm. is I love the idea of Stephen King mm-hmm. more than Stephen King. More sure. than the execution, I guess. Yeah. I, I, the man is great. I think That's he's fair. awesome. But um, I, have, I have picked up six Stephen King books mm-hmm. and finished one of them. Mm-hmm. The, the Shining. Shining. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an avid reader. I, mm-hmm. I love to read, and I feel like I'm supposed to respect Stephen King. I love uh, the Stephen King expanded universe, mm-hmm. the expanded kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just I, I have a lot of trouble really getting into his books. I mm-hmm. I tried for a long time <clears throat> to finish. Uh, Dr. Sleep, which is mm-hmm. the, his sequel to The Shining. And I mean, I got two thirds of the way through it and just, and just had to put it down. Do you know offhand what those six books are? Um, the Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, Cell. Oh, yeah. The Cells, or Cell is my least favorite that I've read. Yeah. Uh, Carrie. Okay. The Shining. Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. and the other one escapes me. Okay, know. have you tried like Salem's any? Lot? Salem's Lot, yeah. Okay, see, Carrie and Salem's Lot; those are his first two books. Yeah, and then after that is The Shining, and then like he has like the I don't shining. know The Shining. Um, it's I I, I don't know I I would. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I there's got to be one that you would that you would like. I would think. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Dark Tower is um I know is your most anticipated movie of all time. No, it's it's up there of all know. time. Uh I have very little interest in it. Right. I have some interest in it, but I, I do want to mention sure. that at the theater we went to in Evansville, mm-hmm. Showplace East. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's has a dark tower poster yes up which is something that i have not been able to find at any of my theaters a poster a poster really nope oh yep and it comes out in a little over a month oh so that's that's troubling to me and i've yet to see it on the big screen attached to any movie you have with wonder woman yes so so yeah so basically the whole reason i'm bringing this up while i'm wearing a dark tower t-shirt is how did you as a as someone who isn't doesn't have a connection with Stephen King mm-hmm. and has never read The Dark Tower, how did you perceive the trailer? How did you feel about the trailer? If you want, you can watch it again. Sure. <laughs> um, let me say that your insistence. Well, your insistence r- rhetorically here, mm-hmm. uh, uh, as far as our our conversation, mm-hmm. you're doing. Uh, you're you're begging the question, right? <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. people misuse that phrase all the time. Right. Right? Well, that begs the question. Mm-hmm. That's not begging the question. Yeah. You are begging the question, which is trying to force something to me with your question, I, which is not there. Right. Right. What I let me rephrase. Okay. What is your? How did you, as someone who has no connection to the universe, no real interest in yes. in it? How did you? How did you feel about the trailer? Right. Yeah. 
And and the answer, I think, is in, <laughs> uh, um, it's in your question. I don't know how to explain this. Like, it 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 means so little to me, right? Really, all you have to like yeah. a better question to ask me is, "Hey, what did you think of the Dark Tower yeah. trailer? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Do you get like it's so important to right. you that it is." antithetically important to me. Okay. I got you. So what do you think of the Dark Tower trailer? <laughs> it looks pretty good. Nice. Yeah. That's good. It's 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 um it's not an event for right. me like it of is course. for you. Right. Yeah. It's 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 just another trailer. I I mm-hmm. know I am aware of the importance around it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like Stephen King. I mm-hmm. think Matthew McConaughey is great. Um I love Idris Elba and mm-hmm. I think that'll be cool. Um it's not <sighs> like I'll say again, when the trailer came up, I knew mm-hmm. what it was. Right. Because I had, you know, I'm following the news of it. Sure. I am an obsessive viewer. I mm-hmm. care. Right. But I didn't I didn't go, wait guys, shh, yeah. let's stop everything. Exactly. Here it is. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It was it was it was akin to seeing the Wonder Woman trailer sure. for me. Yeah. Okay. That said, I think it looks interesting. Okay. I, again, like, I can't even remember it that well. Right. Um, I didn't take notes. <laughs> right. You did remember part of the Gunslinger's Creed. You I said did. it was a little cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Which, that's fair. It is a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I, I, it's a good, it's a good line. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Lines bug me. Now. Sure. Creeds bug me. They're sure. Just so, they're just so cheesy. Yeah. But, like... I think I think what I'm wondering because I'm I'm so close to it like I'm so I, like there's no mm-hmm. way I can objectively view it or anything right or, yeah of course there's no yeah so like what I what I've been doing is I've been asking people like what they thought of the trailer knowing that they have never read it or have no interest in it right. or anything because like my like my hope is that it's going to be that is going to make enough money where they can continue the franchise yeah. and and do what they like make a whole thing that's that's my hope so. I'm aware that it's possible. I'll say the worst thing. I'll say the worst thing, right? I I will. You're going to make me cry. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Kidding. Let let me, let me like, I'll, I'll either shed light on your worst fear, not your worst fear. Um, if you're not a fan, Mm -hmm. it's not that special. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I totally understand. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. It, it, it looks like a lot of other movies. Yeah. I don't know. It, sure. If you don't care about the source material, mm-hmm. like if I was in high school, if I was 17 and saw mm-hmm. that trailer, I don't know that I'd be all that interested sure. in that movie. And that's, and that's fair. And I, I understand that completely. And it, I know that, and that, and that's what, like, I do have high expectations for it just because I uh-huh. love this property uh-huh. so much. And yeah, Ideally, I would love for it to be a success. I would love for it to be like get a full a full chance and everything. Yeah. Um. I know that I I know that that in the grand scheme of things, the likelihood of that happening is pretty minimal. Yeah. Like, um. I mean, I don't think yeah. it will be panned. I don't think it's going to be terrible. No. In fact, I I don't know. It it might be adored. Yeah. I think it looks like what it looks what it feels like to me. And please don't take offense. To no, this, no, I'm not going to take any is offense. Is like a 
dystopian young adult novel adaptation done well. Sure. And okay. That's Does that make sense? Yeah. And that actually gives me more hope and everything because I hope people are tricked into seeing it because of that because that's kind of big now. Yeah. Except yeah. that the trailer f- makes it feel older than that. Yeah. Like it's not exactly young adult. Sure. It's not the Maze Runner. Right. It's the Maze Runner for grownups. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And it's like, and like I've gone on records that like it's not gonna it's not gonna break my heart if the movie isn't a success. Like it's it's really not. And you're you're kind of smiling because you know, well, just that you have to say it. It's yeah, but it, is it's, that it's really, on your mind. It's right? it's on my mind. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I wouldn't say nightmares, but I've had I've. I've had dreams where, like, the movie is unceremoniously dumped on Netflix without a theatrical run. Like, I I have that dream. I've had that dream before. But I've also had dreams as far back as, like, a year ago where I'm in the theater and I'm about to see the movie. Like, it's – and yeah, and I understand. It I is, was not this excited for Star Wars. And see – And my scale of excitement is called the Star Wars scale. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. I wouldn't – and you, you're, you'll probably call bullshit on this. It's not that I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the possibility of what it could be. Okay. But I am fully aware and prepared for it to not be a success. And I'm, I'm even – I'm even prepared well, for it not to be a good movie. You have to, I think you have to gauge or maybe readjust your idea of mm-hmm. what success means because I think, I think it'll be good. I think, well, I'm talking monetary success, like box office success. Yeah. Cause I don't want it to be a bomb because I want that hope for them because they have it set up. Like they're talking about doing a TV show. They're talking about like, MRC is going to make the a season of the of the show and like that's that's what's been announced is that they're going to do the show. Mm-hmm. Um and they've got Ron Howard still Spun as a producer. Off of this. Yeah, it's going to be basically the fourth book is the most of the fourth book is a flashback to Roland as a teenager. Okay. So they're going to adapt that book into a TV show, which is like that's in line with my dream for how to adapt the Dark Tower. Series, so it wouldn't be Idris Elba. No, it would just be a teenager. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and like that's my dream for the adaptation. But like, even if the movie, even if I don't like the movie, even if they, if the movie sucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Even if the movie sucks and everything, I still have those books. That yes, the, that series, important. yeah. And there's no way that that series is going to be ever going to go away for me. Right. Like, that's what I have. And the way that the series is written, like, this movie is just a, it could be a companion piece. It could be something that just falls off. It's not, it doesn't, it's, it's not as important to me that we have a good adaptation. I'm just thrilled that it's being made. Except that you want it to be The Hobbit. You want it to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how, that's how it was written. (laughs) That's, it's Stephen King's Lord of the Rings. It won't be. No, no. It's, it's, yeah. Hi, buddy. Hi, Oscar. Hello, man. So my son is on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Come over here. Yeah. Can you talk <laughs> to the microphone? Can you say hi? Say hi. Don't grab it. Hey. Hey. Say podcast. Podcast. Can you say obsessive viewer? 
you can totally cut this. This is dead air. Oh, yeah. So I kind of totally bogarted potpourri anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Okay. Are you are you done with your dark tower business? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll do my I'll do my quick one. Okay. While my son is sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh so I won't I've talked about in that review the movies that I've seen in theaters. And really right. other than that, I've seen very few movies. Hi, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> do you have that? You'll have that recorded. Oh that's because that's adorable. Yeah. Keep that'll it. be that'll be make tag. that the intro. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh so I've watched very few movies outside of the theater. A man and okay. I watched uh Table Nineteen a oh, couple weeks ago. It was cute. Okay. It was much more serious than the rom com that I thought that it was gonna be, okay. or at least the trailers made it out to be. It it gets dramatic. Really? And it's interesting. Okay. But uh Anna Kendrick is just a peach. Mm-hmm. Uh Lisa Kudrow is really good in it uh nice. craig robinson is craig robinson mm-hmm. this is good we're seeing um but what i do want to talk about and i i'm sorry for how repetitive i am um <laughs> is i want to talk about friday the 13th okay just sure. i love it so much mm-hmm. i so i have been the friday the 13th video game was released uh in may mm-hmm. end of may oh don't touch that <laughs> was released in May and it's a game I'd been following since it was announced since they announced uh Summer Camp Volume 1 okay. 3 years ago before before Friday the 13th came along. Was it somehow kickstarted? It was kickstarted. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. 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 It it started out as <laughs> oh, what was it called? Summer Summer Camp Slasher Volume One Summer Camp is okay. what it was. It was what it was called, uh, and I was excited about it then. Like mm-hmm. they showed a little bit of art, and I was like, "Man, this feels nice. like a Friday the Thirteenth game." Nice. Turned out they wanted it to be. Okay. And then, uh, Sean Cunningham, the producer of Friday the Thirteenth, kind of kind of owns the rights. Or used to own the rights. We'll see sure. what happens. Um, oh yeah. He. He said, yeah, let's make this a Friday the 13th game. So they brought nice. Tom Savini on, who did the special effects in mm-hmm. 1 uh, and 4. <clears throat> Your they, favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, Sean Cunningham was on board. They got Kane Hodder, who is like mm-hmm. the Jason when you think of Jason. He's right. like the guy. He played Jason the most times, 7, mm-hmm. 8, 9, and 10. Uh, and so it was this whole big thing. And I was like mm-hmm. super stoked on this idea that we're going to get a good Friday the 13th game. Mm-hmm. They kickstarted it. It made the goal. It had some stretch goals. It was awesome. Nice. The game is great. Uh, it's had some bugs to start out with, but, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but so I won't talk about that because this is the obsessive viewer, not the obsessive gamer. Right. Um, so as a result, uh, I have been again just obsessed with the the film franchise, mm-hmm. and so at the end of the the school year and the beginning of summer, I was finishing up my my yearbook. I'm the the yearbook advisor at my school, and right. so I just continued to work on that while I watched in the background the f- entire Friday Thirteenth franchise again. Sure, and I just love it so much. Nice. There, there really is no. They're not quality pictures. Right. I, I don't think anybody thinks they are. That, no. That's kind of a redundant phrase. But um, there's something about the campiness that's just so great. Right. I, I really loved taking campiness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I did. I watched part five for the mm-hmm. first time 
in a long time. It might really be like the third time I've ever seen it. Only. Okay. Uh, and I kind of liked it more than I remembered it. I still hate that it's not Jason, mm-hmm. um, but it was fun to watch. I have not watched um, Freddy versus Jason and the remake Okay. on this this summer. And I'm sure. kind of excited to watch those because they're, uh, I really, I do like the remake and the, the Freddy versus Jason, I think is the best of either series. So I'm excited to watch that again. And I've been following, uh, there's this guy, James E. Janice, um, okay. who does this, this series on YouTube called kill count. And he's been Ooh. going through the series and kind of, kind of reviewing them. And also actually a new nice. episode comes out today. We're recording on Friday. Nice. Uh, and so I think the remake is out today should be out today okay and um he just goes over like all the kills and talks about them and those are great so it's just been i i found at the library the crystal lake memories yeah. uh retrospective uh, oral <laughs> history of and it's just nice. been great to go back into that world again this yeah. thing that i love so much mm-hmm. just to kind of reinvigorate it with this video game and, and that whole franchise it's always interesting to me because it's always interesting in kind of a not shell shock, but I'm a little surprised every time that you have such a connection to Friday the Thirteenth because I've always associated Halloween with you, the yeah, Halloween franchise. I know that's true. Yeah. I um I think the difference is I love Friday the Thirteenth as a franchise mm-hmm. more. Maybe sure. like when I think of Friday the Thirteenth, I think of these. 12 movies right 11 and a half i guess these 12 movies and i really love that whole experience yeah the halloween franchise is a mess yeah it's really terrible Mm -hmm. um but the halloween the original one is is a is a work of art right right i mean i think that's a perfect horror film it is it is not just my favorite horror film but one of my top three favorite movies of all time right so i i I guess I would prefer that you associate me with Halloween sure. because I think it's it's better mm-hmm. quality wise that original. Okay. I mean, it's no secret that Friday the Thirteenth is is they just copied off of Halloween. Right. I mean, admittedly, the first one they saw Halloween and said, "Let's do that." Yeah. And then so Sean S. Cunningham was like, "I'm I'm just gonna." print a thing in a magazine that mm-hmm. says Friday the 13th, the scariest movie of all time and see if anybody has used that title. And then I'll sell that title to try to get this movie made. And then, and they got seriously, the movie made. yeah, I did yeah. not know they that. had the title and they're like, well, there's Halloween. Let's do Friday the 13th. That's so awesome. And so it's just, they totally just aped Halloween. So wow. clearly Halloween is better. I have, right. you, I mean, you know, I have the masks. I, yeah. I collect the series multiple times. I do love that franchise as well. Yeah. Um, almost as much, but, but, uh, the, the depths of the Halloween franchise, I think go lower than yeah. the depths of the Friday 13th franchise. Sure. But the peaks are much higher. Mm-hmm. I really, really love that original, and I love H two O. And yeah, and there are things I love about Rob Zombie's remake that I yeah. that I also love. So I, that's funny. I um, yeah. That I. How do you, you feel about Danny McBride's? Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait mm. so much. It's going to be so awesome, especially seeing him and an alien. Yeah, and seeing how he can kind of take that seriously. It's, yeah. It's good. It's going to be, it's going to be really good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. Me too. Yep. All right. I think that's good. My son is yelling at me to come over and play with him. So, all right. Well, thank you 
Michael yeah, for of course. having me in your home. Yeah. And uh yeah, and recording with us. The fans always demand it. They do. Yes. I hear that they tweet at me. Yes. They tweet at you. They tweet at Tiny. They right. tweet at my wife, like, what mm-hmm. the hell are you doing? Yeah. Get this guy on the podcast. Oh yeah. You gotta, oh yeah. So it's a mess. So, so I'm back. Yeah. For today. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, again, uh, check out obsessiveviewer.com slash donate to, uh, you know, find ways to donate to the podcast, including our new Tee Public store where you can buy Sharktober Irvington anthology and obsessive viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, um, uh, other stuff that I'm forgetting. Uh, stickers also are big there. Um, so go check that out. The link is in the show notes to the Tee Public store as well as at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. And yeah, having said all that, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you guys for listening. Take it easy. Yep. Hey guys, I recorded this episode a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago with Mike, and I just want to say thanks for listening. And if you're a new listener from meeting us at PopCon this weekend, uh, thank you for checking us out, and I hope you enjoy the show. And I also wanted to announce that tickets for Shocktober in Irvington um, are officially on sale now. We have early bird tickets that are available on uh, the website or on on Eventbrite, uh, just Google Shocktober Irvington or go to shocktoberinirvington.com or go to obsessiveviewer.com and click the Shocktober in Irvington logo. We have a Facebook event page and tickets are on sale. The early bird tickets are $6. That sale is going to run from now up until Labor Day weekend. So if you uh, wait until after uh, September 4th, they'll be $8. So go buy your tickets now. And, uh, yeah, we'll be at the Irving Theater on October 6th, 2017, uh, for short horror films and Q&As with the filmmakers and raffling off prizes and everything. Um, so it's going to be a blast. Uh, come check us out and buy your tickets and share the event page, please. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, so we'll be having, uh, after this episode, later this week probably, we'll be having our, uh, 2017 Indie PopCon episode. Um, it was a blast. We had such a great time and it was great to get to hang out with all of our convention friends. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to the obsessive viewer presented by obsessiveviewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. 
Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer, where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time.